this is Rachel, and you're listening to episode 72 of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing House of Gucci. legit notes i believe you yeah <laughs> otherwise i forget my train of thought so quick i still do even looking at them yeah um but anyway welcome to episode 72 of entire we trust um follow and like the podcast on instagram at todd pods uh, on spotify apple podcast and youtube this is entire we trust uh we are back man it's been a long time uh, my voice is a bit raspier than the last time I was with you all. And today we have Rachel Shapiro. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Rachel actually used to do her own podcast. I did. Um, I that had was a stint. much better. Yeah. Yeah. She had a stint. Um, how many episodes did you all do? I listened Pro- to a couple of them. Probably only like 10. Okay. That's all I mean, you need when it's classic. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. I don't even know if it's still up. Uh, it was called, I'm honestly so confused. And I did it with my, my old roommate, Madison. And one season was out. I mean, one season, one season wonder. She's the Lauren Hill of podcasting. Thank Um, you. So just a, a, just a classic (laughs) 10 episode and then, and then gets out. Thank you so much. I really, (laughs) that feels feels right. Um, fellow Spartan. We went to MSU together. Go green. Uh, go white. Um, how's life? I know we caught up a little bit before this, but generally speaking, how's everything going? Everything is going really well. In terms of things I can complain about, there are so few, and that feels really healthy. Good. That's (laughs) awesome. Um, How are you, Todd? That's what you want. You know, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Um, You know, at the the start of the podcast, I was in Detroit, and a lot's happened since then. Uh, A lot of updates that will probably come out as we talk about the movie and stuff. But yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Can't love San Diego. Um, definitely Amazing don't place. think I'm leaving. I think I'll stay in SoCal for the duration. Uh, definitely not anywhere cold. I don't no. think I can go back to cold. Yeah, you can't. Once you go SoCal, you really, it's hard. It's hard to go anywhere else. It's tough. It's tough. So even going back to visit is just different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything's been good. Um, Rachel and I took sports journalism together. Yes, we did. So shout so, out Lodan. Lo yeah, shout, shout out, shout out to Lauren. Me, her, and Lauren, who uh, is also a friend of the show, was on. Uh, if you go back and listen to my first Oscar review episode, was Lauren. Wow. Um, so yeah, all three of us took that sh- or show, took that class together. Um, I think combined, we all went to the class five times. Yeah, maybe. thank you. Yeah. You guys probably went more than me. Todd, I think, went the most. I th- I then think Lauren, I the then most. me. That, in that order. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I actually looked back, and when I was texting you about the show, I looked back and saw a text of you saying, like, hey, like... <laughs> hey, I'm not going to make it to class. Like, like, take notes for me. And what, what was so great about it is it was like... It wasn't the first time, but you had sent like this full long message oh. about like, so sorry, like something came up and I'm like, no, Rachel, we all, we all know that no, we it just, didn't. No, nothing came up. I, nothing came up. <laughs> I just didn't want to go. No one wanted to go to the class. We all hated it. Yeah. Um, the professor sucked. She was one of those professors that, and I say one of those is if I had multiple of these, she's the only one who wrote her own book and then oh, yeah. assigned it as assigned reading. Wow. For you're the class. So right. And none of us bought the book, which probably lends to why we didn't do great in the class. Yeah, probably. Um, but it wasn't enticing. Um, nope. at all. I was a say. senior. I mean, you all had seniorized and you all were juniors. I was a senior, so I definitely wasn't paying attention in no. class. Um, I, it was a miracle I made it through college to begin with. So I just. <laughs> 
can't Same. believe I made it out. Same. School um, was never my thing. I've always been, from the time, actually one of my stepdad's favorite stories to tell is when he and my mom got married and we were just moved into our like first house as a blended family. Mm-hmm. And I came home, I must've been in first or second grade and I came home, I think it was first grade. So I'm like five or six years old. And he's like, Rachel, how was school? I'm like, you know, school's not really my thing. <laughs> I just knew, like I, I knew it. I just, it wasn't something I felt passionate about. It's not. And here we are. No, it was just getting through. Like my yeah, motivation exactly. was always just, I don't want to get in trouble at home. Mm-hmm. That was, that was always my motivation for school. It was never Same. internal at all. Yep. Um, I just had to pass. Just had to pass. That was it. Yep. Um, lighter note. Rachel is a world-renowned pop sensation. Oh, that's so that kind right. of you. Yes. Um, <laughs> when did you start making music? Um, long answer is like forever, truly. I started writing songs probably when I was like 10 or 11, and I actually recorded a, a demo when I was in high school. I must have been oh, like 15. Cool. Never saw the light of day. Still buried deep in the trenches somewhere in my like car drive and my computer. Um but I've been writing and making music for a long time and I started pursuing it professionally in 2018. Okay. Um, I was living in Chicago at the time, making some music with two of my good friends uh, who had started like DJing and producing. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Shout out the over easy boys, uh, James and Max. And we were really just doing it for fun. And some of the songs, I mean, amongst mostly our friend group, but some of the songs kind of had a moment where it felt like, on both of our sides, I know both of us, like all three of us separately and then the them as a group are pursuing music professionally and it seems to be going really well. So it's sparked something. Yeah. And then after that, I hated my job with what I was doing, like in my day to day. Yeah. And were, were you at Insight? I was. Yeah. I thought, Insight yeah. Global. Yeah. <laughs> Like every other kid who didn't really want a job. Every single person who graduated at MSU needed a job somewhere and wanted to end up in Chicago. I I interviewed there. I did not get the interview. So that just tells you where I was at, uh, my level. What's so crazy is that, not to divert and talk too much about Inside Global, but what's so crazy about that place is that uh, I looked it up on, I think it was like Glassdoor, where you can kind of see, uh, like get hints yeah. and tips about not only the company, but then also the interview process. Mm-hmm. And one of the things said, uh, remember the names of the people who interviewed. That's one of their tests. So I saw that before. Oh, that's hilarious. Because they, they have like, you know, they send like five people in there to talk oh, to you course. about nothing, but just kind of literally talk to you about nothing. Um, and sure enough, I saw that. I was like, okay, got it. Forgot the names. And oh. then, and then didn't get the job naturally. And you could see the disappointment on their face. And they're like, so who'd you talk to today? And I was like, uh, it's, I, I know it was like Sarah and then like three other people and they were just like, how can they explain that? I was like, this is, this is silly, but That's so I did not silly. get the job. I guess I dodged a bullet because everyone that I you know did. that worked there ended up leaving at some point. Their turnover rate is, must be 90%. Oh, astronomical. <laughs> astronomical. <laughs> it's insane. But yeah, everyone, everyone, you know, leaves and finds what they want to do. Yeah. Thanks insight for being the step, yeah. a step just, in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. I guess like a stepping stone to get to what I actually want to do. Yeah. So. Which was in the opposite direction. Completely. But so with, far away. with music, um, obviously you said that you, you know, your first song that you wrote was much, uh, earlier than 2018, obviously. But when did you decide, okay, I'm going to do this full time. Or was that always like kind of the plan in the back of your head of like, at some point I'll do this full time, but I got to do something in between. Or was it like epiphany 2017, 2018, I'm going to do this full time. It was kind of a mix of all of the above. Mm. I think I always knew in the back of my mind that it was the ultimate goal. Sure. And my compromise that I made with my parents was like, 
I will go to school. I will go to college. I will graduate. I will have a, a you know a degree to fall back on. It's obviously an insanely lucrative industry. Right. So it's really helpful. And they were right. Like I really did one need to learn a lot of stuff about myself and grow up, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing that happens when you go to college. But I, uh, while I was there just, you know, like everyone does when they're thinking about their career path had questions. Like, do I think that I am, am I doing this because it's what I want to do? Like talking about music, talking about what other, other career paths, just entertaining other things that might make me happy And for a split second, while I was like graduating college, thought I could be happy working in like advertising or marketing, whatever, and living in Chicago Mm -hmm. with all my friends. And then, you know, eventually settling down and being such like a a white family in America, (laughs) like the most suburban Chicago. Yeah, (laughs) And then I was like, very quickly realized that that was absolutely not what I wanted. And got to Chicago. I didn't even make it a year in Chicago. I think I made it nine months. And I was like, I'm so miserable. One, this place is the coldest place I've ever been. And I got to get out of here. It's so cold. It's so cold. And I loved my friends, but it felt a lot like college continued, college Mm 2.0. And I was just ready to like grow and, and experiment more. And as a result of that, had started tapping into music as a way to like, you know, journal everything and started writing songs just to make sense of my own thoughts and reignited my love of, of music and, and the idea that this is what I wanted to get back to do professionally. So it was sort of an epiphany after entertaining it, but Mm -hmm. I think I always knew in the back of my mind that I would get back to it. So then, uh, by 2018, probably like end of summer, 2018 is when I knew that I was going to, well, I left Chicago just after St. Patrick's day of 2018. 18. Right. You and had to stay for St. Patrick's Day. I had to. Yeah. Had yeah. to. <laughs> I remember I quit my job on February 9th. I remember it because it was Great. my dad's birthday and I was like, best birthday present ever was me being happy <laughs> and quitting my job and uh, moved home like a few weeks later uh, after St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. and then was home and then based in New York, working with people in New York in the m- music industry as soon as I got back. So yeah, like summer, spring, summer of 2018 yeah. was when I started doing it. And then I would say by the end of 2018, I knew that the goal was to either move out to LA, uh, and start like working on it full time mm-hmm. or to stay in New York. Eventually LA took precedent. I came out here for a writing trip and a couple performances, a couple camps, and then just moved here. It stuck. Yeah. And then COVID happened. <laughs> And then, yeah, <laughs> COVID 2020 just, yeah, completely. Yeah. So that one's a wash, but routed everyone's plans, but yeah, we're back on track. We're back. We're back on track. Yep. We we're chatting about that. So, uh, no, that's awesome. I, and, and I figured that was kind of the path you took. And again, a lot of times I, I assume I'm not a creator in the sense of, uh, singing or in, in that industry, but, um, you know, it's something that is always kind of in your head or some, mm-hmm. something that's like, I would love to do this, or, you know, you have this talent, you know, I don't know too many people. It's like. Oh, I got to 25 and realized I could sing for the first time. And it's like, right. no, no, it's usually typically, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, it's something that you've been working totally. on, especially talents like that. Who are your biggest influences? If you um, can name, I'm sure there's a million. There's a million. Um, and I can hear some of them in your music, but like, what would you say? Top three? <sighs> top three. I mean, my grandma has always been a big one for mm-hmm. me. Um, I know you know this, but for the podcasters, my grandmother uh, was Eartha Kitt. And so growing up with her, even though her musical styling and mine are are different, her as an artist, as a creator, and as a person in her career has been a huge influence on me, 
specifically in the last year and a half as I've been going through this big rebrand, like new artist project, totally new music. It's a huge diversion from what I was doing before. Yeah. And that'll come out next year, 2022. Let's go. There we um, go. But in terms of like musical stylings, um, Alicia Keys has always been a really big one for me. She's probably mm-hmm. the first artist that ever made me cry. I was like, this is just one of the most insane presences and voices I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, was it You Don't Know My Name? Was that the I, one that just got you? Or I, was- I don't, it might've been that or um, uh, Ain't Nobody. Or, yeah. But, and I just, everything she does now too, like creatively in her business and her life. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. And I'm just, I love her trajectory. She's had the such a long lasting career of she relevancy really has. and amazing music. Yeah. And, you know, she's business savvy and just a great beats. human. Like, great it's her human. husband. That's right. sick. So I really admire her and, and her music. Um, I would say like Adele is a really big one for me. Mm-hmm. There's so, there's honestly so many, um, Billie Holiday has recently become one mm. of my absolute all time favorite artists of, of forever. And can't believe that I'm not alive in that era. I'm yeah, so right? pissed about <laughs> it. Uh, but I just love, I've been listening to a lot of like forties and fifties pop and jazz. Yeah. And it's part of what's sparked this, um, this rebrand for me, because I realized like, I don't think I listen to the kind of music I used to make. Mm. So I was like, why don't I make more stuff that feels more genuine to what I would like to hear? Yeah. And so I spent probably like two months in the woods with my dog, turned my phone off, didn't do a single session during COVID and just let myself like listen to whatever I wanted. And I was listening to... Billie Holiday and like Etta James and Edith Piaf. And my dad was like, first of all, you're 145 years right, old. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> second of all, uh, this is such a, like a window into maybe this is a, an avenue to explore of how yeah. to bring something like this that is really timeless and classic and just make it like contemporary and relevant and, and, timely now but not yeah. sacrifice the timelessness and classicness of the sound and right so that has recently become of huge uh influence to me in, in my new music you know and that that makes sense that again your your taste might be i guess you could call it dated or from a different era being that your your first initial influence was your grandmother exactly so that 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 makes a lot of sense she was in that era totally so no, i mean um, she i think she performed on one of the billy holiday like christmas so there you go yeah specials <laughs> or something so yeah i i made total sense to me yeah. when i realized what was happening uh and i was like you know what don't question it just kind of follow it and yeah. see what happens and ended up making music that i really really love and feel very passionate about now I, I, you know in every era every artist grows and evolves and it's nothing sure, about yeah. my old project that's like I don't like it anymore or that I you know am embarrassed of it it's just like I'm right. in a new headspace a new era of music and it's not surprising that it led me back here but like kind of funny and serendipitous and and I love it and the irony of it is yeah it's like I've wanted to be a pop star and now here I am yeah, right. was driving away from <laughs> pop and <laughs> listening to 50s jazz music right yeah. what a freak. but I love it so much so that leads me to, um, and I can ask so many questions about music, but I will try to keep them brief. Otherwise, I could talk for an hour yeah, about I know. music. Um, what, a few questions, favorite song that you've written thus far? That's that's out. That's out. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's available to the public. Favorite song I've written that's part of my old project is probably 
um, learn my lesson. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorites. That's my, you. that's my second favorite. Thank from you. you. What's your first? Uh, my first is, um, Maldry on the flames. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. I do love that one yeah, as that's, well. That's my number one. And high road home is I, the, the instrumental might be my favorite instrumental. Yeah. But I think as a full song, moth is is number one wow okay that makes me so happy i really love moth drawn to a flame so much and that kind of honestly was the song that kicked me into feeling like a rebrand was in my Mm -hmm. future um i didn't realize how much of a diversion i would take but that was the first time that i was like maybe i haven't been making the music that makes me as happy as i could be yeah or or that i would listen to on a daily basis and that one is really special to me um, I think learn my lesson just lyrically. I, when I write it, like if you just read it on paper, I think I am the most impressed with myself that I wrote that, mm. especially cause I wrote it by myself. Yeah. This was before I was working with like my collaborators and co-writers. Right. Um, and now the writing is, you know, getting even more elevated, which I'm really excited for and, and proud of the stuff that's going to come out. But yeah. in terms of the stuff that's out, I think that learn my lesson is probably the one I am most proud of having done yeah alone yeah no it was, it's really good and you can hear the and you can fact check me on this or with uh with lauren whenever you release something i do i will say like yo i can, like she's getting better like this is better than like oh, i like this song better than the one that she oh, released thank then, you. like throughout um and because i remember she sent me like the over easy stuff like mm-hmm. when it first came out and i was like oh is she like being serious like again i didn't know that you had of a course. background in music i'm like is she being serious or is she just like you know, this is something like fun that, you know, oh, we're totally. in college. Let's just create a song. She's like, and I was like, oh, wait, she actually has like a good voice. Thank you. So then like as things kept going, I was like, wait, like she, yeah, she's legit. And then I actually obviously ended up finding out just through social media and just like you talking about it and revealing more that this was something that you were actually passionate about. And it wasn't just a, I'm a senior in college. Right. I'm just like. Not a fluke. Playing around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like playing around. Um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, you can definitely hear it. And uh, I always ask Lauren another question I'm about to ask you now. When is the album? So. <laughs> so, um, now that we have the rebrand in place, I have an EP, a four song EP that cool. will come out in 2022, all probably new songs. all new songs, Beautiful. brand new artist name, brand new artist project, all new stuff. Yes. So I will, from here on out, my artist stuff will be, I will be called Nora May. Yes. Uh, Nora is my middle name. Okay, May was, was my grandma's middle name. So Love it's it. a hybrid of the two. Uh, just like paying a little homage to her and yeah, I love the way that it sounded together. I always loved it. Um, and the EP will probably come out, I would say in like the summer of 2022, Okay. but I will start releasing probably one or two singles and a few music videos at the top of 2022. So like cool. February we'll start with some nice. music. Nice. All right. Very well, excited. I'm going to be, I'm going to be following closely. Like I yeah, said, I, I follow anyway as it is, but now that I know this, I'm excited. You yeah, heard it here. I'm really excited. I've been sitting on this music for like a year now and it's okay, cool. really, it's really cool. Cool. All right. I'm going to, I have more questions, but I'll wait until another time to ask okay. them. <laughs> so we don't spend 20 minutes on it. Um, so it has been a while before we get into the movie. Oh, and I also have to ask you your song of the week, oh, yeah. which is probably my first or second favorite portion of the show um so this is my first episode for those listening since september of last year uh used to be a weekly podcast moving forward it will be just kind of like whenever i feel like reviewing a movie um you know sometimes i don't feel like reviewing a movie and there's nothing there's only so many things that are coming out in theaters now there's only so many things everything's delayed and backed up so um so yeah we are back to stay but it will not be the same cadence so just be on the lookout again follow the instagram 
Um, world looks a lot different now. My world looks a lot different now than when I started the podcast in 2018. Um, I do have a new job. I've had four different jobs since I started the podcast, which is insane, insane. to I say out that. loud, but uh, I don't regret any of it. Um, maybe I have another four in the next three years. Um, hopefully no. not, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started a run club uh, since pandemic and since I started the podcast, which is crazy. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, still not dating Zendaya. So oh, those of you who are wondering, yes, we are not dating yet. It's actually um, messed up. It is. It is messed up. So <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. I think she's just with Tom. Uh, I think she's with Tom. Honestly, for the promo for the movie. Like, I don't think it's real. Okay. I think it's just kind of like, oh, I, can get behind that and support I mean, you. how many times have we seen that? Right. In support of, of me. Course. I love that. <laughs> I'm happy to support you. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. Thank you. You and Zendaya will find your, your way to each other. We'll find our way eventually. Right. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's doing her thing right now. I'm doing my thing right yeah, now. Yeah. So, you, you know, we're just busy. We're just busy. That's yeah. it. Ships passing in the night. Exactly. You'll find your way. I love the ships passing <laughs> in the night. I love that. Um, but yes, I'll also, I'm a published model now. I modeled with ASICs earlier this year. Crazy. I'm not a model. So if you if you just listen to me and you don't watch or you do watch, just putting it out there. I'm not a model, but it was really fun. A friend of mine had a connection there and made it happen. It was in San Luis Obispo, so that was the Gorgeous. time I went there. Beautiful. Um, so luckily I can run. So it was just me having to run. I didn't actually have to do any like real posy stuff. So, uh, Maybe so, yeah. this is an avenue for you, though. Who knows? Maybe a I mean, model. right? I mean, I, I take it. Hey, if someone is gonna pay me to be a running model, oh at, no, twist my arm. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't run, but I would do you it. You know, if right? I, I am sure you'd be a much better running model than me, even if you don't run. I don't know. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Wanted to update the listeners uh, and humble brag. Um, As you should. Heading to the Drake and Kanye concert tonight. Wow. Um, so pumped about that. Where? Where? It's at the Coliseum. So pumped about that. Very close to here, actually. Wow. Um, that is insane. How yeah. did you even get tickets to that? So one of my friends was like on it and he was like, um, do you want to go to this concert? And I said, well, maybe I said, you know, let's, let's see what tickets cost first. Cause yeah, exactly. That's Kanye a- and Drake, it's going to be crazy. He's like, oh, they're like only 200 something. Now should I pull the trigger? And I was like, oh, wait, let me see. And he's like, just got him. Do you want one? And I was like, yeah, sure. I yeah, do. absolutely. I really do. <laughs> Absolutely want it. So we are going to that tonight. And uh, last update is I have prescription glasses now. I only need them for night. Um, You all might not care, but, you know, just thought I'd throw it in there. Okay. So if you see me with some glasses, they are not fake. Um, They are real prescription glasses. That's that's fancy, Todd. Yeah. Big stuff. (laughs) Big stuff. Big 2022 coming up here. Um, So, again, my favorite part or second favorite part of the podcast, song of the week. What you got for me? You know, it was really hard to narrow down, but as Spotify wrapped just came out, I was like, what have I been listening to? I mean, I'm really, I've just been having the, the playlist on shuffle because yeah. I'm a big fan of my rap playlist. Um, but I think that my song of the week is probably, uh, Billy Bossa Nova by Billy Eilish. Great, great song. Great song. I, uh, I really, I, I liked a lot of her last album that she came out with. I'm, mm-hmm. I like Billy Eilish a lot. I actually Same. think she's awesome. Um, but I have a signed vinyl from her for, from her EP. No shit. Yeah, that's am I allowed to curse on this? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. I made it. Okay. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Love Billy. Yeah. yeah, I like Billy a lot, and I think that was probably my favorite one, my favorite song on the album, and yeah. it ended up being like my number two most listened to song of the year on my Spotify rap. It's a great song. Like the music in that song, mm-hmm. amazing. I'm a big uh, Bossa Nova girl. I just yeah. made I made a Bossa Nova song for my new project oh, as well with my producer. So love it, love it. That, Can't wait to hear that yeah. one. Um, so that, I think that's my song of the week. 
Yeah. I'm sticking, I'm sticking to that. That's a solid pick. Thank I mean, I, I love Billy. So, um, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. Maybe, I mean, so many episodes, I forget the things I say. Mm-hmm. I am a huge Billy Eilish fan. Like I said, I did get a signed EP of that from, or signed uh, vinyl of the first EP. Um, I have seen her live. I saw her live in Detroit. There's a small, um, music festival in Detroit. That's only two days called Mopop. Mm. This year at Mopop that what was it, 2018 she was at um it was before her first album dropped. Yeah. She only had a couple singles in the EP. It was her. I don't know if you like Claro. I'm I a, do. I'm a huge Claro fan. Well, um, then did you see the new festival that's happening in LA? I, I don't even know if it's new. Next year. Uh, no. I'll find it in a second. Okay. And it's a huge, amazing lineup, and Claro is on it. Love Claro. Um, yeah. I got tickets to go see her in April in San Diego. Um, but I did see her at that festival, again, before her first album came out, which her first album, Immunity, is amazing. Mm-hmm. She has some songs on there that are, like, some of my favorite songs ever. Amazing. Um, but love her. Who else was there? Daniel Caesar was there. Oh, Rex Orange County. Oh love Rex God. Orange County. It was a great... So, in the tickets were, like, super cheap. Like, I don't know how they had it's all these insane. people. It was, like, the greatest lineup of like kind I mean, I of fame. I would die to yeah. see Daniel Caesar at Rex Orange County he was great. anywhere. He was great. Rex Orange is amazing. So they were there. Brockhampton was there. Wow. St. Vincent was there. I love St. Vincent. Yeah. Uh, she's super, she's incredible guitarist, especially in person. Uh, I'm missing people too. Boney Vera. I don't like Boney Vera, oh, but Boney Vera was Vera. there. I um, yeah, it was, a lot, it was like a lot of people. That sounds like my dream. It was an insane, I'll send you the lineup after this. It was like, I don't know how they got all those people in Detroit. Um, but anyway, my song of the week uh, is from none of those people. It's, Amazing. Uh, the only heartbreaker from Mitski. Uh, so love that song. Been jamming out to that. It was one of those songs that I heard the first time. Don't you love the songs that you hear the first time you're unimpressed. And then the more you hear it, the more you love it. Mm-hmm. That was this. Um, and so Spotify, I don't do Spotify rap because of the fact that I use Spotify to discover music, but use Apple music to listen to music. Mm-hmm. I, used to to ca- exa- I used to do the same thing. See, there we go. True music. People understand. Yeah, that. I got it it's easier to uh, categorize music and playlists and then it, everything that's all easier on Apple music mm-hmm. to organize music. But Spotify is the goat when it comes to discovering new music 100%. and all obviously of the playlists. editorial playlists and the algorithmic playlists. I, they do a great job. You can't it's, beat it. No. So the artists, the radios, the song radios, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I use Spotify for the run club playlist that I do. So it's just so not indicative of what I'm listening to on a day to day basis. So my Spotify rap doesn't, actually reflect what I listen to. Totally fine. But what I do do or what I started doing like in 2017, I manually create my top 100 favorite songs from that year and they have to be songs that I discovered that year, mm. um, which is a really fun way to just kind of like, yeah, it's like a that. time capsule going back and listening um, and a great place for me to listen to and share with people to be mm-hmm. like, yo, like again, how we use basically Spotify rap now, totally. you know, expressing your personality through your music. So, um, I am working on that. I am cutting it down. I usually start with like 200 songs and then have to cut down from the ones that I literally wouldn't so know hard how to, do. to choose. It's so hard. Um, some are like super obvious, but anyway, uh, song of the week, the only heartbreaker, um, really like eighties pop vibe. Um, said it before on the show, but female pop vocalists are probably my favorite genre. Um, so super excited for her full album. Amazing. Now, my favorite part of the podcast, random rapid fire. So this Whoa. is just um, this is just exactly what it sounds like. It's nine questions that you have no prep for, okay. and you have to answer very quickly. I can confirm no prep. No prep. <laughs> can confirm. Yeah, she had no idea this was coming no up. Um, all right, you ready? Ready. All right. If you could only wear one brand for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
Reformation. Ooh, um, never heard of that. Who is your favorite family member? Whoa. Mm, someone came to your head just now. You didn't say it, but no, my favorite, my favorite family member. I have to say, I have to say, it's. I mean, because if because I can't <laughs> say either mom or dad, it's both. But so I'm gonna say my sister for right now because she's my roommate. And, oh and love man. <laughs> Oh man, you know I have seen. I will say, Mom, if you're listening, just as a spectator, I've seen a lot more of you on the Instagram. I'm done. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Gucci or Louis? <laughs> um, Gucci. All right, Gucci. Um, who would you choose to portray you in a biopic? Wow. Um. Do they have to look like me, or just whatever you're like... feeling? I mean, I get Dakota Johnson a lot because we both have bangs. Oh yeah, I can and see that. So. And I like her acting, so I feel like that, I mean, or honestly, Lady Gaga, speaking of House of Gucci, but right? she'd be like an older version of me, but yeah. I think we also, I, I've heard that I look like her as well. Dakota Johnson, I could 100% see that, wow. And I like Dakota Johnson. I do too. So that, maybe that's her. I mean, her her clip of like checking Ellen is like one of the best things ever. Yeah, um, and, her, and I like her, her green kitchen is all I want, yeah. so I'm, I'm in on Dakota Johnson. Yeah, I like that. Um, where would you live if you had an unlimited budget? Whoa. Um, I mean, it's a twofer because if I could live anywhere and do what I do there, yeah. regardless of where the location is, I would buy some gorgeous chateau in the countryside of France yeah. or I would live in California right, where yeah. I live and get, uh, like a beautiful house probably in the hills of like Los Feliz or something. That's the thing is that like my answer to this question would probably just be a nicer place in San Diego. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like where I am, but nicer. Exactly. nicer and maybe up a little more private like in the hills right yeah. I had to. i'm with you um let's see if you went to jail what would it be for like probably well no that would be self-defense <laughs> <laughs> so murder <laughs> probably like um if i went to jail i have to imagine it would be something stupid that I didn't mean to do like tax evasion, but I would be like, I didn't even know did. I was doing it. You didn't like, know you're supposed to be paying taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, paying the oh, wrong I'm, amount. Yeah, exactly. That, I, I have to imagine it'd be an oversight. If not, it would be like assault, but in defense of yeah. someone that I love. I would never just assault someone, but I get heated when I'm defending people that I love fiercely. So. That's fair. That's fair. That's why um, I said it'd be self-defense. We'd back that. We'd back that one. The people's champ. Um, <laughs> best place to meet a potential partner. Um, like out in the world i i would say i am pro dating sites for everyone else but me yeah uh, can't do it i really love meeting someone at like a holiday party or mm. out at like a show like if one of my friends is performing and there's like someone that in is, the audience cool, yeah. yeah i think that that's a cool like meet cute yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Genuine meat, cute. Love it. Um, favorite slushy uh, flavor? Whatever the red one is. Yep. Don't even know what it is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yep. Red. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, there's like three that come to mind. Either Sleepover, such a like young little know, white girl thing. Um, and I really, she's the man. It's probably one of oh, my favorite movies. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Amazing. Yes. Or Harry, um, or any of the Harry Potters. Okay, got it. I'm going to go with She's the Man. If I had to choose so one good. of that group. Um, I watched that during the pandemic. I rewatched, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it holds up. It, it holds, up. holds up. You can watch it a thousand times. For sure. Every line is funny. Yeah. it's, a, it's I'm, I'm so sad to see that 
she's not doing well. I know. It like hurts my heart. It really um, breaks my heart. She was, she, like Sydney White. She's the man. What a girl wants. Like that prime of my life was watching her in is, my favorite movies. The Amanda Show. It just yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's sad. Oh, it's messed up. I saw a uh, a meme saying like. Britney's doing well. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan's in a movie. Amanda Bynes, like, where you at? Where and you I at? was like, that, that's the last back. piece, right? We so, got to get her back. We got to get her. Like, five, yeah. Amanda Bynes, <laughs> let's go. So um, anyway, finally, the movie. Yeah. Um, so what we're here for, I always forget by the time it's like, it's almost like previews when previews are really long. And yeah. you're like, what movie am I here to see yep. again? Anyway, uh, House of Gucci. IMDb description says, when Patrizia... Reggiani, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family. Her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder. Um, Release date was November 24th. Notable cast, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jared Leto, and Selma Hayek, who did not look like Selma Hayek. They did a great job of and also, Jared Leto did not look like Jared Leto either. Wait, I didn't even know who Jared Leto he was. He was Paolo, like. the cousin, the stupid cousin. Oh my God. Right? With the ball Literally cap. Amazing. did not know that was <laughs> Yeah. Him until just this very second. I didn't know until after the movie. So, yeah, oh I'm, I'm God, with you. Oh my God, he was spectacular. Okay. They now, did a good job. Okay. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, director uh, Ridley Scott, who also did Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise Gladiator, um, amongst other things. Writer Becky Johnson. And the runtime was two hours and 38 minutes. So... Um, going into the movie was not familiar with the story. I was not familiar with the Gucci family. Story. I wasn't either. Um, my mom, I so I went with my mom, um, so <laughs> and, oh, nice. It was like during think that Thanksgiving break, yeah. she was like, Ooh, I want to go see this. I was like, great. I'm doing a podcast on it. I'm bringing it back. So she and I went, um, once like all of our extended family and stuff left. Um, and, uh, she was familiar with some of like the like Tom Ford buying them and stuff like that, yes. but she didn't know the family drama either. So it was cool for both both of us to go in. And again, if you didn't know either, it felt almost like a suspense because of the fact that we didn't know the story. Now, yep. obviously, you know the story, then you're just kind of seeing how it plays out on right. the big screen. Yep. But um, so that was the cool part, and uh, and then went mainly because Gaga was in it. So I'm a huge, huge, huge Gaga fan. Same. One of my favorite artists of all time. Um, have her entire discography on my phone. Really want to see her live, but also don't have like a grand, yep. two grand to mm-hmm. go see her like the way I want to see her. Of course. Like someone like that, I need to be front row. Yeah. I need no, backstage. Right. Like I need the whole thing. That's right. So um, when I feel like saving up, I will go. But she was she was in this and um, and yeah. So you going into the movie? What you know? What were you thinking? What were your thoughts when I asked you to review it? Is this something that you would have already gone and seen or? Yes. So it's definitely something I would have gone and seen. What was interesting is that I didn't know the the story of the Gucci family mm-hmm. and my mom knew a fair amount. So she didn't tell me anything, but she, you know, we went in hearing a bunch of other people's reviews because it had been out for like a week or so at the time that we went yeah. to go see it. And my stepmom and my little sister saw it. So I heard what they thought. And I just like seen a couple reviews on New York Times and I tried not to read through because I didn't want to spoil it and I knew we were going to be reviewing it and I right. didn't want anything to taint how I felt about it. Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> and it was hard though because so many people wanted to, like I told them we were going to see it and they wanted to tell me how they thought about it. Right. So my expectations were set very low and I, I won't spoil how I felt about it until we get into it, but I... I oh, you can say it. Yeah, okay. you can say it now, yeah. So... I have so many mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Uh, 
again, since I didn't know the story, I think I really would have loved more backstory. Sure. Like there was really no lead up of how Gucci started. Like right. who was the first of the Gucci's to start the line? How did yeah. they get in, you know, so famous and become one of the top coveted designer brands? Yeah. Who, how did it, how was it passed down in the family? What was each person's role? Like I wasn't yeah. even sure who did what. So I would have loved more backstory just like on the house of Gucci yeah. to begin with. Um, I knew very little going in. I didn't know anything about like, the murder or whatever i i yeah i didn't really know much going on yeah but ultimately would have loved some more backstory to start us off i you know i agree and that wasn't something that i thought about or even considered until you just said it but that would have been great context mm -hmm. i think i did enjoy the movie um i you know obviously they established like pretty quickly that guy guy is a gold digger right yeah. so we get that pretty quickly and then again, a, a initial meeting with the father, we realized that, okay, he's not with it. He's sniffing it out, mm -hmm. trying to warn his son. So with that, I think you're right. I think because we look at it and again, I think also Gaga being, I, I can say at least for me, the, the bias of like, I love Gaga. So I'm already like, I kind of want to be on her side. Like starting yep. out already, you like, I want to root for her. Same. Even if I'm realizing that like, I eh, probably shouldn't. Right. I want to root for her. So I think that would have been maybe a little bit we, we would have approached it the way they i guess they intended for the viewer to right. approach it if they would have given us backstory on like how the father built it or how his father built it. again we don't know any I don't of even that know who what like, um, who was who no we didn't know and, and I, I get that they were hyper focused on just their story yeah her and adam driver and I, i'm gonna just refer to them as their <laughs> so they yeah, aren't in real life yeah. but um but I, I know that was the focus but it would have been good especially with the movie being two hours and 40 minutes we had plenty of time to, to kind of go back a yes, little bit. Yes. Um, I just think it would have set the stage nicely for yeah. you to know what's at stake more when she's infiltrating this True. family. Yeah. Cause you're like, where, how are they established so far? Like what are people's views on them? How right. does she know he's Gucci? Like how right. does she know he's a Gucci? Obviously she, she knows he's well-dressed and wealthy when she first meets him. But right. like, when does she discover that she's, got the potential to like infiltrate the Gucci family. Right. And how did that happen? Like, how does that come about? Yeah. And that, I just felt like that was never touched. You just had to like assume at the beginning, a lot of things. And then the yeah. story started to unfold. That is true. And I actually remember turning to my mom in the theater at one point and we were saying like, is he rich yet? Or is he not rich? Is he right. the guy who starts Gucci or is he? And again, I think that the movie might've, you know, they might have assumed that people going were familiar with the story, right. but I think it's best, my opinion at least, if I were to do a biopic, assume that we know nothing. Assuming like assume nothing. that this is this is the way that you are introducing people to the story. Yes. And I think that they assumed that we had backstory. Yeah. Um, you can also take a stronger stance creatively when you give more backstory because then you can lead the viewers to either start favoring this family right. to root for them or if they should always be like this family's crazy right and they are you know sketchy you just to like you know stake your claim on where the from the document oh, this is not a documentary but from the movie right. standpoint who you're supposed to root for or at least like how you're supposed to feel going into yeah. the family yeah i knew i was like are they the good guys or the bad guys? Like, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. It, it was. I was very confused at the beginning, and it, it again. It took until, you know, halfway through the movie to really get the full scope. And yeah. and I'd say even after the movie, me going and doing like additional research of just like, wait, is this what, what part of yeah. this is true? Like I had to Google quite a bit after yeah. seeing it. Like the uncle, like what's his involvement? Like yeah. again, you get some of it, but it was just. 
I felt like the movie, um, it definitely leaned on the stars that were in it who did do a good job. Now I've seen movies before where you get a bunch of stars and the movie sucks and they don't, and the, you know, the stars don't necessarily live up to their name and their star power. I do feel like, I felt like Gaga did a great job. I thought she carried the movie. I agree. I thought she, it it was shocking. It wasn't shocking how well she did, uh, how uh, well she acted because obviously we had seen her before in a star is born. Mm -hmm. Um, it did shock me how much she outshined everyone else. Agreed. So, and I think I mean, was, she's going what? up against Adam yeah. Driver, Al Pacino, right? Who knew it was Jared Leto? But right, you're right. Leto. And I agree. And my mom and I felt the same way when we walked away. We were like, I did not expect Gaga to be the shining star of that bunch of actors. No, no. I mean, from the accents, which some of them were just dismal adam driver needs jail time for his accent he was dropping his accent left and right i was yeah. like half the time he's like it's me amadio yeah. and half the time he's i'm adam driver and i'm yeah. talking to you like adam driver i i could and al pacino is one of the greatest actors he was al pacino he was in al pacino. the godfather yep he was he was being a, a brooklyn italian yeah. guy talking like a brooklyn italian guy i yeah. was like what is going on yeah he was just kind of it was you know, Al Pacino, I feel like, is getting to a point where, I mean, not getting to a point. He's a, obviously, he's, he's already there. a legend, yeah. right? So he's a legend, but over the last, like, several movies, he's been a legend for decades. But I feel like he's getting to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm, he doesn't even have cut to me try. the check. Like, I'm just doing my thing. He like, doesn't even have to try. He's yeah. like, you got Al Pacino in your movie. I don't have to do anything. I show up and I leave. Yeah. That's it. I don't even know if he had, like, I wouldn't be shocked if someone said, we gave him, like, some, like, suggested copy. And then he kind of just, like freestyled yeah. it like once he got the gist of what the yeah. his role was totally i wouldn't be shocked adam driver disappointing yes, um 100 agreed it, acting the accent the accent like got worse the movie progress. it's not like he just okay. got lazy like he was like i'm tired of this by the time they got to like the final like final weeks of shooting yeah i and i actually thought lady gaga's accent got better as the movie went on. yes when it first started in the first 30 seconds you're like or whatever first like four minutes yeah you're like Okay, here, yeah, right. here we go. This is going to be tough in all-American cast playing Italian people, yep. which is also just one of my fundamental takeaways from this movie and so many movies. It's like, yeah. you know there are Italian actors right. too, right? Like, right? They make those. Like, yeah. They are amazing they exist. Italian yeah. actors. And I get having your star power, having Lady Gaga, Adam Driver as your yep. like, heavy hitters, but maybe cast like two Italian people. It's an entirely American cast. Yeah. Except for the one French woman who's also in Call, Call My Agent, who I like. I forget her name. But yeah. um, I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Adam Driver, ultimately, his acting, I mean, his acting was, he was Adam Driver. Like, I was right. watching Adam Driver right. be Adam Driver. But his <laughs> acting, like, in terms of being him was, I thought, fine in his, like, kind of aloofness, like, his kind of smugness. But yeah. the accent was so distracting for me that I was like, I can't even pay attention to what he's saying because he's not Italian. It, it was distracting. And it, to the point about Gaga's accent, which is so funny, I felt the same way when it first started. I actually made a note, like the first note I made when I was just made, I, in the theater, uh, I always take notes when I know I'm doing mm-hmm. the podcast, um, was I'm going to have a hard time understanding Gaga's accent. And it's going to frustrate yeah. me. Yes. And then as it kept going in again, I think that initially, and that was something I was going to ask too, when we got here, do you feel like because they were all American actors, that are very famous American actors who we've all seen do primarily American films. Mm-hmm. That almost was distracting because we knew that they were doing accent. Yeah. So like when I know off rip that you're doing an accent, I'm already going to be super critical. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I find that everything that I see 
um, where somebody is doing an accent that I know they don't have, I'm mm-hmm. immediately more critical because I'm like, Absolutely. if you were cast in this role, knowing that the person that you're going to be playing is something other than yourself in terms of their where they're from, the way they speak, right. whatever it is, I'm expecting that that means you have done your due diligence as an actor and the casting directors have done their due diligence as casting directors and the directors have done their due diligence as directors to have you work with dialect coaches and spend time with people who Absolutely. have that accent. And so I'm already hypercritical and I'm like, if you're going to do this role, you better be the best person for this role. Right. Yeah. Which like it was undeniable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which includes and that the accent. Was yeah. <laughs> all, you're already shocking when I realized that this was an all American cast. I was like, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there's no Italian people in, or there's no Ita- like no Italian Italians, like no yeah. people from Italy with an Italian accent in the cast. Yeah, it was it was interesting move by them. Um, yeah, I like I said, I, I think Gaga, where she might have initially, people would have thought at least I, I would have thought, and this is even being a huge Gaga fan, initially would have thought, oh, star power, big name where it was actually like, no, she is great in this role. She did a great job. She did a great job Um, playing a crazy woman. She did. And that was like, I walked away thinking like she did a great job playing that role. Like I believed her. I absolutely. I a hundred percent believe it. I think she was probably the only one that I really like believed for sure while she was acting for sure. And and Jared Leto, his was just such a, his was believable. He was believe. It was just so funny, which I get that was was, was the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. That was the point. Now that I know that was Jared Leto, I actually give him a lot of credit because I literally didn't know that was him. Yeah. I was just watching whoever this person was, like, be that person. Exactly. Yeah. He that was, was pretty a, funny. That was hilarious. Yeah. He, he was a fool. Um, I was just curious to, again, it felt like a suspense because you don't know it going in. You don't know anything. So I'm like, what is his involvement going to be? There was a point where I thought they were going to get together, like, early on in the film. I was like, is mm. she going to, like, end up with, like, or not end up, but, like, be, like, hooking up with him because he's different, too. Mm. But I don't know. That ended up not happening, obviously. Um, very different turn than what I was expecting. <laughs> I... So getting into the story a bit, um, as much as I love Gaga, I don't know <laughs> if I would have left the Gucci family to then go work at a truck spot, you know, and just, yeah. just turn down the inheritance. And, you know, I'm not like a, I just have to follow the money. Like, no, no, I want to be happy over, over oh, anything 100%. else. And I, I have enough confidence in myself that I have the skill set to be able to make money anyway uh, if I don't have like a head start. But... I mean, you have like a billion dollar industry here. You're a Gucci. You're a Gucci. And then you're just like. And it didn't sound like anyone wanted him to do anything. At least they didn't make it clear enough if right. he had like, they, yeah, he was going to be a lawyer, but they didn't make it clear enough that he had a passion that was for some reason conflicting with whatever they wanted for him. Like, no. Did they not? He was just a he dud. Could have been, they didn't tell us if they offered him to be a lawyer for Gucci. Like, right. Right. What if he got to do both like why was he so immediately dismissive of being part of the entity that was the gucci family they just didn't dive into it and i think again when we don't have the backstory and even if we did you know i don't know if they're really trying to lean into the like he's very quiet and meek and then all of a sudden just like it's super swaggy towards the end right but like <laughs> like bosses up because yeah, for, he's just a really nowhere. cute girl out at the ski resort i'm like is this the first cute girl he's ever seen anywhere? Like, come on. So, you know, a wife and a kid in, but anyway, you know, I just, it was like, he was just this quiet, like very docile guy. And 
I mean, I guess, I, again, I don't know if that's the point of, like, she's carrying them along. And, I mean, the success they had truly was her. And, and you know, she spoke mm-hmm. to it. And even if she is a crazy woman, which she was, it is true that, like, he would have not been in the family. He would have not done any of that. Like, if she would have just said, hey, here's what we're doing, he would have still been at the truck spot. Like, totally. if she had no ambition, then they would have just been there and lived their days out yep. there. So for him to get to a point where it seems like based on his dialogue towards the end where he is like, I know what you've been doing, essentially – like you were very aware that she was trying to be manipulative, even if you saw it. And then, but the fact that you didn't drop her until you just wanted to have an affair, essentially mm-hmm. that, that was the part that like annoyed me about his character and that yeah. part of the story. And I don't know how true that is to, I should probably say that I don't, I didn't go back and like fact check all this stuff. So I don't know how much of it is just dramatization, of course. but uh, from just going off of the movie, I thought that was pretty whack from, yeah, from his no, point. Agreed. And I know that my mom said that the Gucci's were not happy with how the family was portrayed. I mean, duh. of course. Like, yeah. And uh, every biopic <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, I did think that that was unclear because they don't make you feel like you're rooting for him to do something else right. yet. Right. Because I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Not being part of Gucci. Like, right. I am immediately out on him not being part of Gucci. So right. they don't make me feel any sort of, any sort of way about him doing something else, like beating to his own drum. Right. Happy for him if that's what he wants, but I never felt like he was being pressured and then rebelling. I felt right. like he just was like, a not, it was just odd. Like yeah. He was just an oddball doing his own thing. And then, yeah, Lady Gaga's like, what are you, crazy? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I feel like, I, mean, I don't know. It was, again, I don't know how true it is to the actual. Right people involved but was he always just like afraid maybe that he thought he couldn't do it I, you and know he i wonder push and he's like i didn't want i didn't want that world and i get not wanting to necessarily go into the to the industry that your parents are necessarily doing or a family okay. has done and you want to do your own thing again like you said that's cool but what is your own thing right. that wasn't established he never communicated it and they did it obviously she did a great job portraying a crazy person mm-hmm. obviously we got the fact that she was crazy me feeling like, hmm, I just met someone who lives, whose who's inheritance is north of half a billion dollars. And I'm working at this truck spot where we're probably like raking in like $25,000 a year mm-hmm. top, you know, if I'm, if I'm working there. I don't think it's too crazy to be like, hey, maybe we should get a job with your family's deal right. and not my family's deal. No, I, I don't necessarily think that's, oh, she's a gold digger. Like, no, that just kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, listen, if you marry, if you, if you meet somebody and that, opportunity presents itself which is so rare right yeah <laughs> like yeah take set yourself up for success this makes Even sense if he doesn't want to I, I think because they didn't establish like what his role would be in the family and in yeah. the house of gucci that i didn't understand what he was so like fighting against i was like no. okay oh no they want to hand you a bunch of money for you and your family to live well for you to literally just be part of the family you're already part of that he had no bad blood with his no family. prior to the prior yeah. to her and then that was the only rift between him and his father is who yeah. he ended up deciding to marry so that was the really like you said him kind of having this i don't want to be in the family business that would have made more sense if this was a drug movie. If this was Godfather, yes. where Al Pacino and Godfather is like, oh, I don't want to be a part of the family business. That's not my thing. I'm going to go to the army. I'm going to go right. to school because they do dirty. Because I'm kill people and do dirty business. Exactly. Understood. So I was waiting for that to be like some like really crooked. And it's like, oh, they're not crooked. They're just rich. They're like, just rich. I didn't understand what was so bad about it. Maybe yeah. that's just like, obviously, they didn't do a great job presenting what about it he didn't want to be associated with. Yeah. But 
no one said he had to design the clothes. Like, no, right? <laughs> they weren't like, you have to design for Gucci. If they just were like, you have to, you're part of this family. You're going to be part of what runs it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, okay, you sounds like he could have his pick of what he wanted to do for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He could have done anything, which is what, and he ended up doing some yeah, random exactly. job until they, they ended up backstabbing. Find him a job. <laughs> yeah. He found a job eventually. Poor guy. Yeah. Um, I know. The reason now I remember now, um, why I thought she would end up with Paolo at some point. So, when Paolo was presenting his designs, and obviously he had those crazy designs, I know Gucci is less traditional now than they were, obviously, decades ago. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hmm, again, not knowing anything about Gucci and the story, maybe this guy ended up ended up revolutionizing Gucci for the good. That's what I thought, too. And then she is like, ooh, identifies, oh, he's the moneymaker, oh, he's about to blow up, so then mm. I'm going to ditch Adam Driver, knock him off, to then go be with the real designer who's got who's going to, like actually take over the family business because he's a good designer. Wow. So that's what I thought direction they were going to go. Again, this is the fun part about going to see a movie where you don't know the story prior. Right. Um, so yeah, that did not happen. I, again, Jared Leto, we've said it before, but his performance was great. The bald yeah. cap was killing me. I literally, I can't believe I didn't know that was him. That's insane. Also, was- I, they, his character, they didn't do a good enough job at showing us that he was really bad at designing. Yes. I like couldn't tell so many times if they really wanted us to to, to hate everything. Like I knew my personal taste of right. like, what I would have worn or not, <laughs> but I couldn't tell if they were like at the time thought that it was left yeah. revolutionary. And then every single person obviously shut him down. But right. I, I, I had no pulse. I it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't like, so it wasn't bad terrible? enough. Are these terrible? I, right. I can't tell because someone might've liked them. That's I don't the thing. know. I didn't know. It was, they weren't bad enough. They so, weren't terrible. They weren't so ostentatious. Yeah. Bad. No. And that, and I feel like you need to do that because when, like when he went and took it to his uncle, Adam mm-hmm. Driver's father, and he lays them all out before, obviously he ends up just shutting them down, just being like a complete mm-hmm. jerk. There was a part where I'm like, is he about to, Oh, this is, is going to be his big break Agreed. because you can't tell if the designs are supposed to be bad or not. Yep. So I think that was a point. And I don't know how you showcase his designs being horrible. I mean, maybe it's like really bad sketches or yeah. I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm not super into fashion. When but, he did his show. His failure oh, yeah, the should, show. Oh, that, that, was, was, that, that was tough. That was tough. That was a tough one. Yeah, that was tough <laughs> That was funny, but yeah, that, that was... was really funny. But also crazy. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of your show, your family just like sues you and shuts you down. Messed up. That is Locked messed up. up. And, and again, for them to have no prior beef. Like that's the thing of like Adam Driver, like this is, you just let someone just manipulate you who is trying to do you zero harm. Mm-hmm. Like zero harm. These people have not done anything to you and just straight up greed, which... Yep. Again, the whole point of the movie, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I just thought that was super interesting. I did like the outside of the the directing was interesting. Again, like I said, I think they could have done better with the story, mm-hmm. which you can maybe blame the writers. But I I thought they had a really a lot of really good shots. Oh, cinematically beautiful, beautiful. A lot of really beautiful shots, and also it was really engaging. I didn't feel like it was it was long, but it didn't feel there was no point in the movie where I was like. Oh my gosh, I'm so bored. I was never Agreed. bored. I said that to my mom afterwards too, because a lot of people had told us going into it, like, oh, I really didn't like it, whatever. Yeah. And so I'm expecting it's going to be like unwatchably bad, terrible, or yeah. super boring. I will say, I said to my mom, like, I found myself entertained throughout the, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, invested in the story. Like, I did want to know what happened. I didn't find that it moved slowly. Yeah. I think that movies are long. Like, Movies are They just are. Yeah, movies have definitely moved towards that. Um, I've talked about on the podcast before of just like looking at older movies that were, you know, the Mm 90-minute runtime, the hour and 10-minute runtime. 
that just doesn't exist anymore. No. Even for animated films, that doesn't yep. exist anymore. Um, yeah, pretty much every movie's over two hours. It's the way it is. Yep. Um, so we've gotten conditioned to that, so I just kind of let you suck it up. Yep. Uh, but it did not, it didn't feel super long. The soundtrack, amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I loved 70s French music until yes. this movie. <laughs> Spe- spectacular. Yeah. Big fan. Huge fan now. Uh, I was shazamming the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge fan also, which is important to note, of bilingual singers. So like the Marias, I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. them. Huge fan of the Marias. Yeah, uh, I do like the Marias a lot. They, I'm going to see them live in January. Oh, um, they but, so many good shows. Yeah, I know. A lot, of, a lot of good ones lined up. Their album Cinema that came out was their first full-length album this year. It's my favorite album of the year. And they do a lot of... Uh, for the listeners, they do a lot, or she does a lot of Maria, who leads the band, of singing in Spanish and then going back between Spanish and English, mm-hmm. uh, which I really love. And then there's another artist, uh, Munya, Munya, I don't know how she pronounces her name, but Voyage to Mars is the name of her album, came out this year. Really good album to listen to, like in the background of doing work and stuff like that. Love. And she goes back and forth between English and French. Mm. Um, but those both of those albums came to mind in this movie where they did a lot of that where a song would play and it would be in English and then it would be in French, yeah. be in Italian. So um, they did a really good job uh, picking this uh, and, and picking the score for the movie, I yeah. thought. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I um, really loved, you definitely felt the time. Like I felt like I was in the in the 70s 80s when they wanted me to be there absolutely yeah they plugged it really well and then when they made their transition to the 80s and then you hear prince and stuff like yeah. that so they did a really good yeah. job of that and it was it was seamless and again being someone and you can appreciate being really into music you can feel when soundtracks sometimes feel forced yes so when you know there's certain movies that go a lot of the times it's movies that are newer and they just are like playing like it sounds like the top hundred billboard, yep. and it's like I mean you didn't really do you just pick you just went on Spotify and, and picked the popular songs that yeah. are gonna be like they don't fit the know, mood click worthy yeah hundred yeah. percent I want to feel like it is done cinematically in a way where each song is so deliberately chosen yes. for the moments that they're there, and that can span you know it can be a song from the two thousands it can be a song from the thirties it can be a song from the two thousand twenty like right. it can it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. It, when the song is from or that it feels popular I like for it to feel natural and really deliberate yeah and I thought that I not for one second was distracted yeah. by the score nope. which felt like it that's that's the that's goal a good sign. you don't want to yeah. be like this doesn't fit no it Where should fit I? seamlessly yeah yeah and Absolutely. that's how I, that is how I felt um before giving final thoughts on the movie I thought about this while I was watching and it's it's one of those questions that at first you say it and you think, oh, it's obvious. And then you go, wait a second. You start thinking, you're like, maybe not as obvious. <laughs> if you had to get rid of one person's full body of work, Pacino or Gaga, who would it be? Uh, like, Pacino, because his performance was so not it. Yeah. But his character is... Now, oh, I'm talking... <clears throat> their entire catalog. Oh. Entire catalogs. Of everything. Everything, everything they've, they've ever done. done. They don't exist. You're wiping them off the face of the planet. Yeah. That is such a hard question <laughs> because Gaga is so pivotal in like music and my life and so contemporary. Pivotal. But Godfather is also one of my favorite movies of all time. Same. Especially the second one. Yeah. Oh, and Pacino's an, is I mean, a he's legend. In so, he's in so many things. He's, I mean... He's a legend. Uh, I would probably still kill off Pacino if I'm being honest because this is so probably going to be so fucked up and so 
politically incorrect, but like where there's, if there's no Pacino, like we still have, we still have so much. We still have so much. Yeah. No, I mean, it's no, that's super fair. I, so I did the same thing. So initially I thought it in my head and I was like, Oh, like we can't get rid of Pacino. But then I was like, but, <laughs> and I, every and, other person in the Godfather could also be Pacino. Like, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. You can fill them in. Yeah. Right. And then they, and then they take off with their career. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing is, I mean, it's, it's true. And as great as he is, and obviously there's going to be some people who are going to be like, that's blasphemous. Yeah. Um, but it truly, it takes someone who loves them both equally to answer this question. Yes. Um, which I don't know how many people overlap like that, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pacino, I mean, my, my junior high self or maybe even early high school self would hate me for saying get rid of Pacino. But again, Gaga has just played such a pivotal role in music. Yeah. She's really like, she's so, she's coveted this space and she is such a, like a leader and a champion for people in music and in acting and, and in rights. Uh, yeah. And just, it's, yeah. She's a smart business person. And I love obviously women in the industry who are strong and individual and I think are really great uh, role models. Yeah. And then also influences because she's so talented. Yeah. That I think that she is more impactful and her catalog and her catalog of work between everything she's done. Right. Philanthropically, right. musically, from acting, I think has been more like important in the fold yeah. of, of influencing young, you know, young people Sure. and in the industry as it stands today. And the fact that she has been so, so pivotal. So I yeah. think that, sorry, Al. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a tough one, but yeah, I, I would agree. I would go Gaga and I think, you know, you look at both of them and obviously uh, not not killing off Al Pacino, but he's older, right? So I don't know how much more he's going to contribute. That's pivotal. Agreed. He's going to be in more movies. He's going to be in House of Gucci. He's going to be in something else. Another. There's going to be some uh, gangster film that comes out in another next five years that that's going to tap him, and he's yep. going to be the old Don in that movie, yep. or the old guy giving the young guy advice. He, we know it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I don't think anything he has left to do is going to like shift culture. Agreed. I think Gaga still has a lot left. Agreed. hundred <clears> percent. <throat> so much more to do. So much more to say musically in film, television yeah. I th- and just industry wide. Like she's such a champion for like independent artists and, mm-hmm. and up and coming artists and expressing yourself individuality. She's like such a, you know, a leader in rights, like equal rights for LGBTQ, yeah. IA plus community. Like she is, a force. And yeah. I think like, no offense to Al Pacino, but what is he going to do for the world right, in the yeah. next 20 years, you know? <laughs> no, fair, fair. Um, and we have like, we still have like Martin Scorsese. Right. You're right. <laughs> the same thing. Like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out in that world. Yeah. Uh, she, something else that just came to mind. Um, I've gotten more into Donna summer in the last like year and a half mm. for some reason. Um, but obviously in the, in this film that when they meet in the, in the dance floor, and this is one of the clips that she shared prior to the movie coming out, uh, Donna Summer was it, uh, on the radio is playing when they meet in the club and amazing Donna Summer song, amazing song period. Um, and I, I really like disco as well. Again, something that has been kind of new over the pandemic, realizing how mm-hmm. much I like disco. I didn't realize the influence that Donna Summer had on Lady Gaga's music until I heard the song and saw Gaga and I was like, You saw her doing her Gaga dance. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, she has taken a lot from Donna in a good way, Mm -hmm. in a good influential way. 
there's certain riffs that Donna Summer will do, and I'm like, oh, that's from that's like I can hear that in Brown Eyes from <laughs> Lady yeah. Gaga, or you know, a lot of her early stuff, or even in, in uh, Joanne, where she's like oh, really Joanne focused on like album. it's so good. It, okay. I mean, it's the song with her and Florence Welch, amazing. So, I mean, that whole yeah. I could talk about Gaga again. That's, <laughs> that's another one where I could talk about Gaga. <clears throat> you need a Gaga podcast as a spinoff. One hundred percent could. I could talk about her, and I could do a pop. I could do a music podcast. I've I've thought I've flirted with the idea of doing a, a music podcast, yeah. just talking about different music. But hey, I could do one just pop. albums or even just like talk. Oh about my goodness, catalogs. Oh, would love to. Anyway, would love to. But yeah, could, side, sidebar. Can't wait to be on that podcast. Yeah, exactly. Next. Yes. Oh, you'll be the first guest. I promise <laughs> you. Um, but yes, final thoughts. I thought Gaga stole the show. Um, I thought they definitely left out a bit of the story, like mm-hmm. we said, um, that they couldn't have given us more more light on Pacino. It's just Pacino. Um, yeah. You know, again, love him, but he was just him. You he's know what just, I mean? He, was, You've seen he him. was literally being him in every other movie, yeah. which is great. <laughs> if that's like, that's what they wanted, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, he wasn't, he was just Pacino. Yeah. He was just Pacino. Cinematography, very engaging. Um, the movie definitely made you want to go back and I'd say they did a good job, I guess, of wanting to know more about the story. Yeah. Maybe that's a, a fault to them that they didn't give us enough, but also that the story was engaging enough to where now we want to know what these people are doing. I ended up looking what Allegra and Alessandra, the two daughters. Yeah, because they're still um, alive. They're still very much alive. Older, have kids and a family now. Um, and none I was, of the Gucci's have anything to do with Gucci anymore. That was crazy, crazy. right? Like Nothing. since the 90s that none of them have anything to do, yep. do with Gucci. And so <laughs> I looked up the daughters silly me thinking man i wonder if they're okay and i saw that they got an inheritance of 400 million yeah they're fine and i was like oh yeah they're, yeah, they're, they're doing chilling. all right yeah. they're chilling they don't care they don't have anything to do with gucci anymore but they don't care no. which is so weird that gucci is still such a mainstay right as one of the you know most notable designer brands out there right but not a single member of the family is part of the is part of the company incredible incredible Insane. so um it, it is Ford a unique story. Was nice. i liked the way they played the tom ford yes. introduction i really yes. liked that they did a good job there um yeah it's they, they did a great job with that and it again i want to see more i don't mm-hmm. know if you can it's, it's one of those things where they can't necessarily do a prequel or a post movie now right. but in hindsight i'm sure they look and maybe kick themselves in the butt maybe i don't know right. maybe they're just super arrogant and don't but yeah. They could have added more, even within staying within two hours and forty minutes. They could totally. have added more. Totally. And well, maybe this means that they'll there will be like sometimes I feel like what happens with movies like this, and I know this happened a lot with like Princess Diana, mm-hmm. is that so many movies and documentaries were made about her. That yeah. Then and they're still being made. That once there was like a dramatization, people started doing actual documentaries to like yeah say more of the facts and drive through the story. I feel like an actual House of Gucci. Like the about like the Gucci family documentary would be yeah. really interesting. I could see watch. Hulu doing that for yeah. sure. Yeah, It'd be inter- I would be very interested. I would too. It. Yeah, absolutely. That Going would be back super- from the beginning, yeah, and then walking through the murder of Maurizio Gucci, yeah. and like then the, the start one. to the end of Gucci. Yeah. That would have been a much more again. I, I I stand on. I do. I did enjoy the movie. I liked it. Um, but I do think it would have been much more enticing, like the House of Gucci being the full story of yeah. Gucci ending with the end of the Gucci family having anything to do Agreed. with it. Agreed. That's exactly what I said to my mom. Yeah. I was like, why couldn't House of Gucci start from, it didn't have to focus the whole movie on the, like, start, the founding right. of Gucci, but why didn't it start from the genesis of the yeah. beginning of Gucci, at least for the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, make that the backstory of right. the great-great-grandfather or whoever started it from the, the cows and the leather, blah, 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 right. and then intro the 
present day of what they were talking about. Right. Here's where the family is now. These are their roles. Like I didn't even realize that that Maurizio's dad was the creative director of Gucci at the time. They never told you that in the story right. until Jared Leto. <laughs> Papo right. is showing him his designs and then he says you designed that scarf and then you realize that he was the designer I right. literally never knew we never knew yep. so yeah things like that so missed opportunity there another thing that I thought was interesting that I looked up um, so the so Patricia is out mm-hmm. she's been out since I think it's 2016 um, and or 14 and she went to court with her daughters daughters took her to court to make sure that she didn't get anything from the estate Patricia okay. won and she gets $1.47 million a year. Wow. I did not look into that. That yeah. is crazy. Even after all that. After killing her. <laughs> imagine, after putting a hit out. Imagine killing someone and then still getting one point five from their estate after you get out of prison for the rest of your life. That's incredible. That's insane. <laughs> and beating his daughters in court for the money. like. Was this Italian court? or American court. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Not correct. Yeah, it that's right? It didn't sound right. So, and she's still doing interviews and stuff like that talking about the murder like oh my that's God. yeah, okay. crazy. Crazy. So, what are the daughters up to? Just living life, being rich with their cool. family and kids. Great. Just living. Good for yeah. Them. Yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> they deserve it, well, right? Yeah. You don't get your dad, you have a crazy mom. At least you can get his 400 million. That's insane. Yeah. I wonder if they have any relationship with their mother. No. So, they, it, it looked like when I, that was the initial question that I looked up that led me to this research, but um, yeah, no, they want nothing to do with her. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, anyway, what would you rank this film one to ten if you had to give it a number? Um, if I'm being a harsh critic, I'd probably give it like a six out of yep. ten, um, just because I think overall, I think it was probably a six. Like I. I'm also the first person to recognize like that I can enjoy a movie that is probably not good. Like I 100%. still was entertained and probably would not like tell someone not to see it. Yep. But I can recognize the fact that between like the acting and the accents and the skip stuff in the storyline and some of the inconsistencies that I felt like and maybe I'm being a tougher critic than I normally would too, just because there was so much hype for this movie. Yeah. And people were already talking before anyone saw it about Lady Gaga being, you know, eligible for an Oscar for right. his performance. And I've seen it and like, no offense, Lady Gaga, and she's yeah. spectacular. None of them deserve Oscars. No. no, no this no. movie doesn't deserve to be anywhere close to the Oscar no. stage. No, 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 no. So when I heard that and then I heard that people were thought it was not good, I was I don't know, harder on it than I probably would have been, but uh, maybe just because they set it up to be something that I had such high expectations, I feel yeah. like it deserved a 6 out of 10. That's fair. I gave it a 6.7, so nice. very, very close. Nice. Um, and, yeah, I, I I don't think that it should be. Now, actually, before I say it shouldn't be nominated for anything, I know that this is coming out in a year where there's not a lot of movies. That's so true. they might get they might get That's the nod because of the fact that the competition is very low is them in like a Ryan Reynolds in rock movie and then like which was also I heard terrible yeah right yeah someone told me it was someone actually was like yo you should check that out and I but I know better like mm-hmm. I just I know better it's on Netflix and it's Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds the Rock and, and Gal Gadot like like why are you guys, they why? should never all be in a movie together and I love I love each of them for different me too. reasons me too. for different reasons Gal Gadot I love her because she's perfect yeah. um so naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rock I love because he just seems like a good dude 
He's not obviously he's he not just is he, no yeah. he just is him in a movie yeah that's it he, he's he the does rock. he does not he's, he's the rock that's it um and then Ryan Reynolds I think is hilarious agreed I think he's in a lot of stuff that's cheesy but I think he when he's good he's great he's great I just watched Just Friends the other day it's one of my favorite Christmas movies Amazing. one of my favorite movies of all one of the only movies I have a DVD of I it know the movie by that, heart same. yeah it's so good and that is one of his best performances ever. It's amazing. Yeah, he's hysterical. I love each of them individually. Chris Brander is one of the greatest characters ever. Yeah. Chris Brander, ladies and gentlemen. I just, <laughs> I die for that movie. But yeah, I didn't even see Red Notice, but I heard it was just not good. Yeah. But you're right. Like, this is a very low, this is a slow year bar of this year. Not, not yeah. a ton of movies. I mean, we've got like the big box office ones have been like Scott, uh, Skyfall, the 007. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no Time, time to, to die. die. Yeah. Which I also saw. How was that? I can't, I don't want to spoil anything. My dad it already was, spoiled We won't spoil it for the viewers, well, but yeah. Well, I won't yeah. spoil it for, for the viewers. It was epic. I mean, I've never had so much anxiety, but like it right. was epic. Like it's an, ep- I mean, you know, he's James Bond. Like James they, Bond, it's, yeah. it's And Daniel Craig's done a good job. He's, he was, an, yeah. and this was his last time being Bond. Yeah. Um. So I thought that it was good, exciting. You know, it's like every other Bond movie. Yeah. There's the, the intro scene is 10 minutes of just stress. Right. But right. then like he's bond and then he comes out being cool and bond. And of like, course. there's a beautiful girl and there's always like, bond being I got to watch. Cool. Did you go, did you go to theaters? Is, is did, only in theaters I didn't go to theaters. I don't know if it even, I mean, it had to have come out in theaters. I imagine, yeah. but I watched it on Amazon prime. Okay. Got it. Oh, so it is like out and stuff. Yeah, okay. Let me, out. let me do that. I need to, I need to, add I did. To I did think it was definitely worthwhile watching. I would see it again. And I like the Bond series. Like, I love yeah. all of the Bond series, all of the movies that yeah. they've ever done. And um, I thought it was good. It was just, you know, so much anxiety. But yeah. I, like it's supposed to be. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. You know what you're getting. Exactly. That's amazing that they can, can keep doing that same type of yeah. story and it's engaging each time. Yeah. Um, has to be one of the only franchises like that. Yeah. The I only mean, one, actually. That and like Star Wars, but Star Wars took a long break. Star Wars took a long break. And there's only, I mean, even with all of them, if you don't include like the, what is the one? The, uh, the one with uh, 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 Childish Gambino. Uh, whatever uh, it is. They have, yeah. they have like two of those type ones. But outside of those, there's only nine. Yeah, that's right. But like, you know, James Bond, they've been doing those since the 70s, 60s, 70s, yeah. something like that. Sean so Connery. Sean Connery. And my dad was like talking about, he was giving me a whole history lesson when I was home about, because mm-hmm. he loves all of them. And he would watch some of those like old ones when I was yeah. a kid. Um, but anyway, uh, last question I was going to ask, um, any upcoming movies or shows you're excited about? So, um, yes, upcoming movies I'm excited about the previews because that now they've been like, you know, the, I've seen Dune and I've seen House yep. of Gucci in theater. So I saw, I actually Same. got to see previews for the first time in a really long time. Uh, I'm really excited for the new Batman with Robert mm, Pattinson. Yeah. I've been looking forward to that since they cast him. I love Robert yeah. Pattinson and I am very excited for that. Uh, one that I think is out now. Um, I really want to go see Licorice Pizza. Did you see Oh, that? yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I keep seeing the previews for it. Yeah. Uh, I do too. It's one of the, the Ham sisters from the band Ham. Oh. Is the lead girl. I didn't know that. I didn't know. And I, and I love, I love Ham. Yeah. But like they're, it's like one of, they're one of those groups. There's so many bands that are in this category for me. If I walked past them, I wouldn't know you them. You wouldn't know. And I love them. Oh, great. Like, so many. And I don't think I even knew it was her either yeah. until like a couple weeks ago. 
And then I, cause I saw Haim come up on Instagram and I was like, that's the girl from the licorice pizza. Yeah. Right. And I was like, no, no, no. That's the girl from Haim. Right. You're right. Pizza. Like, wow. Um, they added her to Haim. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that looks cute. That was really cute. Like a coming of age film that I believe will have conversations for like Oscar worthy. Yeah. Uh, is from what I've heard from people who have seen cool. it. Um, All right, and so looking, was, looking I've been off it this year. I haven't been going like I. I mean, I used to go to the movies literally every week. So I loved so, going to the movie, and yeah. going to movies by myself was like my treat to myself. I always do it. Yeah, yeah I've I seen more it. movies alone than I have with people, and it, now it's become like I prefer that. As yeah. initially it was just like, oh, like I'm just gonna go, like whatever. People aren't busy and are like aren't free, and now it's like. No, I want to go because then I just like fully focus on the movie. Exactly. I'm not like chatting with anyone. Like I'm all in. Agreed. And so. that's also how I felt about like going to the movies pre-COVID. I would go all the time. And I felt like it was the best way for me to actually really give an honest opinion. Because I think even when you're just like ne- you're aware that someone is next to you and having their own opinions, you're just like aware of that there is another person. That's true. And that's you're a, like, yeah. should I tailor my opinions to them even if it's a subconscious thought? And I just found myself enjoying my experience so much more by myself feeling like I didn't have to feel pressured to feel any way about the movie other than that what is I was really feeling. I've never thought of it in that way, but you're right because when someone's there, you are conscious of their opinions. Because yeah. like I mean, if we're sitting next to each other in the theater and you turn over to me and be like, "Yo, this sucks," right? Yeah, and I love it. Like I'm not gonna awkwardly be like, "Well, no, I love it." Like yeah. I'll just be like, "Oh yeah, yeah like, like how whatever." Wait, does it suck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like wait, am I wrong? <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, so I think just being aware of someone else's like energy and the fact that they're having opinions because we're so right. hyper aware of what other people are thinking, right. just automatically taints. What, I mean, same with House of Gucci. I had so many people tell me ahead of time that they didn't like it, so I right. walked in thinking this is going to be terrible. Yeah, and being one pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. Like I was still entertained and enjoyed my time, but there. it still framed your opinion going in. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like. Oh, if I think it's good, do I have bad taste? Like, no, right, I yeah. just make my own fucking opinion <laughs> about the movie. But it's, I think going by yourselves gives you a real chance to be unbiased. And yeah. it's, it's also like a nice thing to do for yourself to just get to escape into a world completely alone with like no, no people around you. Yeah. No, like pre like perceived notions of what you're going into. I love it. I I'm miss going to the movies by myself. Yeah, I'm excited to get back to it here. Um, my upcoming, I should say, show that I'm excited for, uh, Euphoria. I'm excited oh. for that to come back. Season two. Season two, um, baby. And then a, a show that's out right now, and I'm excited to watch the final two episodes that came out today, um, The Sex Lives of, of College, College Girls. Girls. The final two episodes are out? final two episodes came out today. I have not oh, watched I, them yet. I haven't watched them yet either, but I'm caught up. Good. Okay, I am too. So I, I like it. I love it. So I, and I didn't, I love Mindy Kaling. Like that's, me let me, let me throw that out there first. Um, love Mindy Kaling. Everything she does. I think she's brilliant. I think she's, she's beautiful brilliant. inside and out. I brilliant. just love everything about her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, so she did this and my friend, Kristen, mm-hmm. uh, she, uh, told me, Hey, have you watched this show? She's like, you'd like it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like Kristen's one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> best friends. And I was like, she know, like she knows me, so right. she's gonna know if I like it or not. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna check it out since you said that. Go and watch the first episode. Next thing you know, I watch all of them. Like in that's like exactly two what days. happened. It was um, just like it's so funny. I didn't have enough time to decide if I liked it or not before I had seen five episodes. Right. I was like, oh, okay, I'm in it now. <laughs> I think it is adorable. I can't tell if someone said it on this other podcast, so I'm sort of stealing her thought. Yeah. We'll At first, I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's the morning toast. <laughs> But I, at first I couldn't tell if I was too old for it yeah. or not. Because yes. like some of it's a little cheesy. Right. But I also think that it's done purposefully as like a caricature 
stance on modern society. Like, yes. I think that if I was in college now, I would probably feel like this isn't relatable. This isn't what it's really like. But being outside of it, looking at yeah. it, being a little older and looking at how the world's changed, how the new generation behaves and yeah. how like society politically, like everything has changed so much in the last couple yeah. of years. It's just like a funny commentary on where we are. And yeah. some of it is so real and some of it's like so dram dramatized, but right. on, done on purpose in an enjoyable way and the thing that it felt like to me is what gossip girl was to like my age group is this is to the new generation yeah because it's not in the same way where like the, the shows are totally different shows absolutely but just no i know in, what you mean in that gossip is, girl was a banger it was a banger back in the, that was that was my jam yeah back, it was yeah. delightful it had drama it was like you know teens running around being being 30 years old but playing 17 year olds <laughs> yeah. um but it was lighthearted what because you didn't have to be so ingrained in it but still intense in that you were like so invested in the characters right. and their relationships and like you want to root for them and there's so much character development there and that's what i've been noticing about this show i have to imagine they're going to get renewed first they did season. i just oh, saw I yep i just saw literally on they announced it on because everyone's it was on Twitter like yesterday it. yeah it's a great show. I've been seeing billboards all about it. And mm -hmm. uh, I did pass it off before actually watching it. I passed it off. as like, oh, it's about to just be like cheesy, corny, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and I'm so happy. It was very pleasantly surprised to watch it and see that they she did a great job of mixing it. Again, like the parts that are cheesy intentionally, yep. she mixes in really well, which Mindy uh, Kaling does this already in, yep. in all her stuff where it is good writing in there. And she doesn't overly do or lean into the cheesiness too much. Yep. Um, so it still is like, well written. She gets good actors. Yeah. She finds. She always finds. Great. She always finds good actors. Even uh uh was it Never Have I Ever, uh on Netflix. Yeah. Also a good one. Um, all of those teen actors are all really good. So she is very intentional with who she casts and how mm -hmm. she casts them and the things that she touches on. So um, so yeah. Yeah, the actors good. are great. They're also uh, like you know, have their end their unique yeah. thing personality wise. And then you end up like rooting for them as a friend group. hundred percent. I, I, I root for all of them. Yeah. yeah exactly. As a, as a collective. Uh, and they're all just so funny. Kimberly, do you know Kimberly was Timothy, Timothy Chalamet's sister in real life? Okay. Now that you say that, like they're dead literally on each other. twins. They're identical. Right. They're right? identical twins. I looked up, uh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's, she's great. Like one of the best actors. She's I think my, the she's my favorite. And yeah, uh, she's too. my favorite, uh, character for sure. Um, <laughs> she's so funny. When she starts, where I know this podcast isn't about this show, but when yeah. she starts working at the, oh my god, and tries yeah. to like gently address like her like racism. Yeah, and if she's white, and like really cognizant <laughs> of that he's black and she's Hawaiian. It's so funny. It's amazing. I mean, it's the way they did it. Like it wasn't because obviously there's so many shows that try to do that and try to do like comment on mm -hmm. like being woke or comment on the white yes. girl who doesn't know anything who comes into this yes. diverse environment but the way they did it was just so funny it and so, so realistic and so and yeah. innocent and funny <laughs> but like a, but such a great and realistic oh, in the so way true. that people approach it and 100%. I really I I think it's brilliantly done i'm yeah the more time i spend thinking about it the more i really appreciate what it is yes i can't believe the last two episodes are out i, I, I didn't even know i, I said to my sister i was like when are they when are they doing this yeah i need to know what happens yeah we got two more two okay, more good. and that, that's it season finale and then they did get renewed for season two so hopefully we get that next year yeah um go, but go mindy yeah i love her yeah so love her love the show um that is all i have for the show thank you all for listening if you have listened to the full thing um Last thing, I guess, is just look out for 
Rachel or Nora May's music. Mm-hmm. Are, is that going to be name change yeah. on Spotify? Everything. Yep. Look up for Nora May's uh, music. Um, I will post it on, maybe I'll link it on like my, um, I'll link your profile, obviously on Instagram. There we go. We'll do that. Um, so definitely go to her profile, stay up to date on when the music's coming top of the year. We're getting some singles EP coming next year. Maybe at some point, some shows when the shows do come, we got, we got to all come there. Oh, I'm there. Oh, hundred percent. I'm there. I'll probably do an, uh, an EP release show in the summer. I'll be there. Cool. Cool. Um, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace.